Hi, we are in a new episode of the History and Politics podcast, and we have a great guest. We have Noah Berlatsky, which is a freelance journalist and also an author. And we are going to talk about the relationship about, about race and and in the music, which is a very curious topic. Hi, you know. Hello, how are you? So you wrote about the the whiteness of, of indie music uh, a while ago in in the New Republic, and and I have been thinking that 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 the that it seems more relevant today because um, the the idea of, of whiteness maybe be different than, than it was in the, in the still the last days I guess of, of the Obama era, but but it still was different. Um, uh, whiteness, the whiteness of in the music could have seen as as naive, but in 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 a different context where where populism has, uh, particularly the right wing kind of populism has evolved from the U.S. and and Europe, and one sees uh, uh, the idea of, of of the defense of whiteness as a, as a central core element of this ideology, the idea of, of spaces like indie music festivals or concerts that be majority wide is is still surprising. I was the other day was watching um, um, a short uh, video that, that the French channel make about the Lollapalooza festival in, in Paris and And I was kind of surprised because, uh, I mean, beyond the reporter, there was no, uh, all of the assistants were, were white as far as I, I see it. And it was very surprising, but as someone who has been in Paris, uh, have seen the, the diversity of Paris and, and seen that one of the most important music festivals, it's it's quite homogeneous. So, yeah, what, what could you say about this? Well, um... I mean, my, my piece was a response to um, a piece by Sarah Sahim, who's a, who's a freelance writer um, who wrote a piece of pitchfork about, sort of about what you're talking about, about how, um, you know, indie music venues and to some degree fans and artists are, um, tend to be white. I mean, it's, it's and uh, I... So I kind of wrote a follow-up piece talking about how um, that's kind of in part because of the way the genre is perceived or um, the way that the genre is set up. Because, um, you know, I'd say that musicians, people who perform music, right? I mean, they don't generally have draw color-based lines around what kind of music they perform, right? Um, I mean, musicians often have a wide variety of influences from a wide variety of places, you know, some some from different genres, you know, some people are white, some people are black, and that's always been the case in American music, that musical influence, musical influences and, you know, what people listen to, what musicians listen to is um, pretty diverse, right? People listen to all sorts of things. Uh, Um, I think Buddy Waters, you know, would play Big Crosby tunes 
when he in uh when he was performing live and Charlie Parker was a big fan of Bob Wills and you know obviously lots of white musicians have been infl- have been interested in and influenced by black musicians um, but there's a lot of back and forth so anyway so the music itself isn't you know one color or the other but there's a what happens is that the music genres are often set up or organized or marketed along much more strict racial lines. I mean, the most obvious is country music, right? Where um, country music in its influences has always been, I mean, there's a lot of blues influence. um, There's a lot of jazz influence. um, These days there's hip hop influence. There's lots of um, black influences in country music, but it's marketed generally specifically to white people. And in fact, it's kind of marketed as a white genre, as a way for white people to sort of like recognize their whiteness is one term that I've seen used. Uh, And so for instance, when Beyonce performed at the CMAs, you know, there were some country musicians who said, well, we don't need her here. Um, you know, because, you know, and like, why would they say that? Because, like, you know, Justin Timberlake performed at the CMAs and nobody was like, oh, well, he's not, he's too pop, he's not, you know, he's not really country. But, you know, what is perceived as really country is, is white. And, that, you know, so that's very obvious in country music. It's, it's like, somewhat less obvious in indie music, but, like, it still kind of holds. Um in that performers, like one of the genre markers of indie music, like not the only genre marker, but one important one is that the person is that the person performing it is white. Right? So, you know, you could think of like, so what that, what that means is that whiteness is considered more central to the genre or more like you're, so people could like be playing like you know pretty similar kinds of music, and if they're white, it's sort of seen as indie pop. But if they're black, it might be seen as R and B or some variation on R and B. Um, you know, so so if you think about artists like um, FK Twigs or Dawn or Drake or uh, you know, there are lots of there are lots or um, going back or Little Loud Khalees. You know, Khalees is somebody who's generally considered like, you know, an R&B singer, for example, because she, she's a, you know, but, you know, I mean, if you listen to her music, she can just as easily really be um, indie music, but she's kind of not, she's generally considered more R&B because she's black. Um, so this is the so this is kind of a way that and that you know has various sort of connotations for how the for how the genre works or what happens you know I mean I have a I have a friend who you know I don't necessarily want to use his name but um, he's a he's a, he's a musician who's black um, you know and he's shown up his clubs and his sound is more indie rock. You know, he showed, he's, there's at least one instance where he showed up at a club and they thought he was going to be white and he was black and they were like, well, we don't really want you to 
or orb because you know you're more of an R&D person than we thought you were an indie rock person or whatever. So, um, so that's one thing that happens. Also, in terms of like you know, sort of like in terms of formation of canons, like who's the most important indie rock person, right? Who's the most central to the genre? Um, and because you know, and if you look at best of lists of like indie rock stars, right, it tends to be white people. Um, and that's because whiteness is seen as part of the genre, you know? So people who aren't white are, you know, more, I don't know, like more radio than Kanye, right? And you yeah. can talk about like various reasons why that might be. Like, you know, why would Kanye, why would Radiohead be? But I mean, a big part of the reason is because, you know, Radiohead is white. So they're seen as more indie rock, whereas people who are black are seen as, you know, hip hop or R&B, even though, you know, I mean, everybody draws from everywhere. Yeah, I mean it's 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 pretty interesting. Also, the the issue with about game, Kanye West, because um, I mean it's not only the the issue that you mentioned also in your piece about the when he was to to be the headliner in Glastonbury, uh, the people were complaining, but but also that that when he received a, a ten review in Pitchfork, also people were complaining and. Yeah. And it was kind of 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 a moment of of seeing of, of thinking about um, the meaning of of of, of in the music because uh, in the music is made in, in many places. I mean, as someone who lives in Latin America, there have been a lot of bands from in the music here. But but uh, I mean, there unlike pop or other genres, there is no there is no something comparable to Shakira and I mean Neon Indian is um, a, well he's Mexican but he lives in the US so, so but but still there is not something as as comparable to Arcade Fire from, from Latin America or something like that. Uh -huh. So yeah I mean it's 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 really interesting this this issue because I remember that 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 for uh particularly in the last times there have been like one of the of the most hipster destinations that the that, that, uh, destination has also a lot to do with music is, is Reykjavik, Iceland. And, and, and curiously, uh, Reykjavik is probably one of the most widest cities in, 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 in Europe for different reasons. There have been not much immigration from outside Europe. Uh, um, there have been no much refugees because it's a relatively small city also. Uh, and, and yes, it has a relatively interesting music scene, but there are, it was seen the other day, um, um, uh, a report on, on other places of the world that have been modernizing and they are more hip in some way, but but it's still like Reykjavik is still associated most with, with indie rock. And, and, and I guess that's, that's uh, that has to do with, with the, the idea of, of uh, that that is what I want to 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 go about in in the in the issue because it, it's it's not just 
about in the music when when people talk about the, the more broad hipster culture and the idea of gentrification for example it has to do with with the idea of of exclusionary like the bohemian artists that move into a, a into um, an abandoned part of town and revive it and, and we prefer in some ways uh i guess some more joppy people will have prefer uh other joppies but they will prefer a white hippie than than a working class uh, black or latino worker right i mean i think that one of the other things that happens maybe speaking of that a little is that um Uh, so, what are the what are the ways that, that indie rock um, and sort of other genres like rock um, or country, you know, what are the ways that they um, conceive whiteness or present themselves as white, or you know, sort of like keep themselves white or conceptualize white? Is that um, so? White artists who have black influences like, um, I don't know, I mean, like the Rolling Stones, right? Or uh, Vampire Weekend, right? Who, who sort of like dabble in sort of world music influences. Um, you know, when white, when white performers have black influences, uh, that's seen as authenticating, right? They're seen as more genius, right? To sort of have these eclectic influences. Um, And that's the case for audience too, right? I mean, if a white if a white artist has a has a white audience and a or you know or a mixed audience, that's seen as like a good thing, a sign that they're universal or you know really geniuses and they can sort of expand genres and you know um, that it's seen as validating and authentic if they're if they have what are perceived as black influences, whereas. Um, You know, when when black artists have white influences or are perceived as having a white audience, uh, that can often be perceived as delegitimizing, right? So instead of them being important and geniuses uh, having sort of like white influences can mean that they're seen as sellouts or, you know, is not really authentic, Um And Jack Hamilton, who wrote a book, I think, whose name escapes me, but he's a he's a music writer. He wrote about this about Jimi Hendrix, right? Who Jimi Hendrix is seen as, you know, you know, very authentic and very, you know, important now. But when he first performed, you know, he was performing in a style that critics saw as white because he was performing psychedelic music, um, and he got, you know, he got a lot of crap for it. Um, uh, Robert Criscow, who's, you know, a famous critic, at the time called him an Uncle Tom, which he's, you know, he's never, like, Criscow has never said, oh, that was a mistake, I really screwed up. You know, he, he reprinted it years later and was like, oh, uh, people thought this was controversial. But yeah, you know, I mean, basically he was saying, you know, this, I, as a white critic, can say whether this black performer is sufficiently black or when he's not really being black. Um, you know, that sort of that sort of thing makes it hard for black performers to get 
the critical phrase that they need to be seen as central to the genre. Right? Because if indie if indie if indie like indie rock is seen as, you know, white. So then when white people, you know, perform music that might be R and B ish, they're still seen as indie rock, they're just seen as, you know, eccentric geniuses. But if like black people who, you know, are interested in indie rock, uh, perform in an indie rock style for you know, and get, you know, a large crossover audience, they're seen as, you know, selling out and as not as important or instead of being geniuses, they're seen as, you know, watering something down. Um, so that, you know, that's a way that the genre stays white because, um, you know, white people can kind of do anything and still be in the genre, but black people kind of, like, can't get in the genre no matter what they do. Yeah, I understand it, and I feel that there are some artists that are quite in between. Um, to my mind, it, it comes like Kid Goody, which which genre was between hip hop and, and indie, and it was kind of difficult to people to reclaim him in, in both of in both camps. I mean, he was. I know that there are. Um, Indie artists like Afro African American indie musicians like like Toro Imad, it has a much more clear style that, that's not related with, with with hip hop. But but in the case of Kid Cudi, there was kind of a more the 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 blur lines were were more diffuse between between the genres and and, and yeah, sometimes it's 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 really it's really. I mean, it's I mean, it's not like, you know, I mean, there are, I mean, I feel like maybe it's changing somewhat and there are more artists who are sort of, because like, you know, there are people like Santa Gold and MIA yeah. and uh, FK Twigs, you know, I mean, there are performers who, you know, might perform a pitchfork and, you know, who are seen as, who are seen as, you know, sort of like eclectic or idiosyncratic and exciting who are, you know, draw you know, who are more in that indie rock world and who are, who are, who are black. Um, but, you know, I think for, you know, I think the, the, the assumptions are still in place and they can be difficult for, uh, you know, they can make it difficult for black artists to navigate, you know, to, to um, be seen as important or to, to get an audience in those spaces. Well, I guess that it also helps the, the idea that now basically every everyone could could make a record, even in his bedroom, and could record a music video even with with his phone. And, and I guess that makes the the more democratic kind of distribution and that makes it that that basically every everybody in, in every country in every place who who make things and and yeah you, you mentioned that the examples you mentioned are really interesting because MIA sounded much more stronger in the radio that I I will have imagined she will 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 have the kind of success in Latin America. And it was kind of strange. I, I, when I first hear it, she was 
certainly a very different sound. And Sandoval also is, is, is has a, a very particular kind of sound, and and, and they have the, the relatively success and. And and yeah, they 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 seem to to make a space um, yeah, in the the music industry, and and one hopes that, that the music industry will will become much diverse. Um, I mean, there have been some uh, Latin American bands in, in in the U.S., which is different than the than, than I guess the the Chicano bands, which are. Are a little bit different, but but there was a band Los Abandoned in in the U.S. I guess in the, the early two thousands, we was conformed by by a Chilean singer and um I think a Mexican keyboarder and and the other player uh, people in the band were from Central America, I think. So they were really an interesting project, and I guess uh, in the future we are going to see much more. I mean, I don't, you know, I mean, obviously, it varies a lot from country to country. I mean, I know in Brazil, you know, I mean, there's, like, I don't know a ton, but, you know, I know some people in the, in kind of the, in the experimental music scene there, and, I mean, there's even kind of different ideas about race, Yeah. you know, in terms of who is, who is, who, who would be considered, somebody who would be considered black and Black in the U.S. would always be considered black in Brazil, and so and probably vice versa to some extent. Uh, and I think it's just very different, you know. I mean, like Tropicalia, which is sort of like a sort of indie pop rock thing, uh, is just sort of like conceptualized pretty differently from like indie rock in the U.S. has been. So I think it, I mean I think that it does vary a lot, and I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm. Super qualified to talk about this yeah, Latin America, but I mean, you, you mentioned something. Uh, you mentioned Brazil, and it's very interesting because I feel that, for example, like CSS can say that they're sexy, which was which was a a very popular band uh, some years ago in the in the music scene. Her, her band leader was a um, uh, a girl who was of German and Japanese descent. And yeah, they were a female band, which was really interesting. But they actually played much more in in the U.S. and Europe than in Latin America. I think they they played once in Chile and once in Argentina, and and I guess in Mexico they played once or twice. Uh, but basically, they didn't play in our place. I mean, they didn't play in Peru. Uh, even if I knew a lot of people that like it, and it was very strange because they even play New Zealand, so they, it's it's quite strange, you know. And sometimes I, I feel that that uh, a lot of this has to do with 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 a, 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 with something that sometimes transcends race, that is identity, and if if, if musicians associate uh, the west in a in a broad way with 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 indie or with or with rock in general uh, they they will prefer to be closer to to the west and so they will prefer to to play in the us or to play i don't know in in peru or bolivia you know they are much more closer uh-huh. okay yeah I think- uh- do you have anything else? Or? No, I think we could, we have deal to with many things. It's having 
great talking to you. And, and where do people can find your your work? Oh, uh, well, uh, you know, you can Google me and they'll find my various articles. I have a Patreon account, so you can Google me and Patreon. And if you're interested in, I sort of keep a track of what I'm doing, so that's a good place to go. Okay. Thank you. All right. All right. Thanks so much.